Hey guys, it's Harry here from What's Life About and welcome to the WLA podcast. We ask a simple question, what's life about, to help understand what's important to people and why. Each week we upload a new episode to Facebook about a new person and their answer to that question. We created the podcast so that you can listen to the full audio from every conversation we have. This week, episode 15, is about Gianna. I work with Gianna and she's easily one of the most curious, wise and reflective people I've come across. She loves to learn and has her own YouTube channel based on MBTI theory, which is definitely worth checking out. And this is her answer to what's life about. What's life about? (laughs) What is life about? Um, To me, it means seeking wisdom and continuously learning. Humility um, and deepening my capacity to love. Has it always meant that to you? I think so. Yeah. Why? I think I've just been nurtured in an environment that always allowed that to be the case. And just been surrounded by like spirituality and parents who always carried themselves in that way. So can you, can you explain, like, that environment a little bit more? Like, was it, like, just with your parents, with other influences? Like, what else? I feel like my parents always allowed me to air my thoughts and they would always think critically with me. Be like, hmm, why do you think you reacted that way? And I'm like, yeah, why did I? Um, I just realised very quickly that I needed to be responsible for my reactions and... I think, actually, my parents um, sent me to Protestant and Buddhist and scripture at the same time when I was five years old. And, yeah, so I was very curious, and I was like, oh, so there's different ways of looking at things, but I wonder if it's, there's links. Like, mm. I was very curious. This is five-year-old me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so insightful. <laughs> yeah, I was really curious. And I guess being exposed to both... Um, helped me just love the way that people would just try to live beyond their ego. I know this sounds like, I know I didn't think, like connect the dots as a five-year-old in that way, but I could notice just how much people wanted to connect with something bigger, I guess. Mm. And I actually ultimately resonated more strongly with Buddhism. Mm. And in ways I was learning really harsh realities about the world that was really intimidating. I would almost come home and cry about it and talk to my parents about it. Um, being like, that's scary, like, we're all going to die and I might not see you again. Like, it was scary, <laughs> but I wanted to confront it. Um, I wanted to kind of be fearless in my spirituality and my parent, parents always were like, okay, let's talk about it. Um, and I think in Buddhism, I learned something called metta meditation. And so I learned that, you know, Buddha would start his day by... Um, sending like loving kindness towards himself and then beyond to everyone, including people who haven't been born yet, animals, mm. beings that don't exist in this realm, but like cultivating that much love and compassion. And that's how I realized that's absolutely how I want to be. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> and I, I mean, it's, it sounds like it, but and has that journey just continued since you were you know, a five-year-old, like, has that, has Buddhism or your faith, like, continued on that same trajectory? 
I wouldn't say so in a way because in high school, I went to a school where suddenly there were no brown kids. There was no access to learning more Buddhism at that time. And um, I had to go back to Protestant scripture. And I think I like at that time, I just wanted to connect with people. Like I was still channeling my values, but mm. I think I still started to pull away and just try so much to connect and be present, but not think past that. Yeah, I think only in like the past like two years have I really come back home to that. Yeah, what brought you home? Um, wow. Uh, I would say, um, honestly, a friend that I've made recently and she just opened up a channel of um, just being like, so I believe in reincarnation and I was just like you do like <laughs> and I was like almost winded and I like I remember I was with her and her friend and I would just look at them both talking about spirituality like are you real like I've never had friends like this um yeah and I also knew someone in the past who actually one day was really emotional and he said to me I like it breaks my heart that you keep spirituality so locked away and I was like he cares about this more than I do and I thought that was really silly and so I think he really nurtured that in me for a little while. So what has spirituality done to you then? Like what is the amazing part about it? Mm, it's just a compass essentially I think. It's really um, helped me navigate suffering, understanding why things take place and how to operate in a way that's not egocentric and making the world revolve around me, I guess. Um, I'm always asking what am I supposed to learn from this, um, which I think is so much more empowering. <laughs> um, yeah, I think spirituality has been incredibly empowering and given me a lot of sense of responsibility, but in a way that feels light. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Because <laughs> it feels like... For me, anyway, responsibility often comes with pressure yeah. or weight. Yeah. Not light. Like, I, I would never describe it with the word light. Mm. But that sounds so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. What's, I just feel like if from such a young age, like that reflection piece has always been a part of your life, mm. what is something that you've learned about yourself as a person in the world? <laughs> I need to think about that one. That's true. What have I... Like on the back of spirituality or just in general? Either. Um, what have I learned about? So many things. Mm. Too many things. <laughs> I know myself <laughs> too much. <laughs> I know too much. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really hard to summarise. I think like I've unearthed... Um, it's taken me a little longer, I guess, to really honour. Like, for example, I think I've always thought of myself as um, having integrity. Like, I love that I can look back and know that I make, can say that I've made 12-year-old Gianna really proud. Like, for example, when I started school, I said, OK, girl, we're going to make a pact. <laughs> so you're not going to swear, you're not going to drink, you're not going to have a boyfriend because we ain't got time for that. <laughs> and I like look back and I'm like, I backed up 12-year-old um, Gianna and I did those things um, with integrity and I knew why I was doing it. 
But I think since then, I've put words to it and said, I'm someone with integrity. I'm someone that people can rely on and find consistency. Um, what, what was it like making a decision like that at 12 when I imagine so many people around you would have had very different perspectives mm. on being a teenager? I, it was weirdly easy. Like, it, I don't know, I guess I'm a... I don't know what that says about me, but I guess I... I think also I really deeply loved my parents and I wanted to make them proud always. And they would always honour those things in me before I would honour them myself. Um, yeah, I guess they're a huge part of why I stuck true with those things. Yeah. And I probably, to be honest, you probably found it difficult to answer because I probably skipped a few steps there. I got excited about the learning part. Yeah. <laughs> um, what then, because that sounds like one example, but what have been some experiences that you think have put you in a position where you've had to then learn or later learn about yourself? Oof. Uh, a lot of things. Um, I guess the top two would be loneliness and heartbreak. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel just like naming them? Um, I guess, yeah, it makes me feel a little bit vulnerable. Yeah. How often do you like sit in that space of just feeling vulnerable? So comfortably by myself and with my family, but I've recently realized how much I, um, I guess, protect myself um, from, or protecting what people have to see, I guess. Yeah. Can you feel like a physical response in yourself, feeling vulnerable, but having me here to like, maybe threat, like threaten that? Wait, what do you mean? I just, you know, I just wonder if like, it's really comfortable when you're on your own or with your family, yeah. but having me here and then feeling that way, I wonder what impact that, like that has on you right now. I think I'm really comfortable with you, I think camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's more like knowing, um, yeah, like it's so interesting because like I think I can candidly speak um, about things but I've, I've always just been curious, okay, so how was that received? <laughs> um, do people feel okay with that? Not because like I feel embarrassed but I just hope that there was some value in it. I guess I'm a very intentional person, yeah. And coming back to that feeling, because I saw it in you for a moment, yeah. and then I feel like I, I actually might have chased it out of you for a second there. Okay. What's that, what is that feeling? Like, what is it like just feeling vulnerable if it is something that you're normally pretty comfortable with? Mm. Well, I guess, yeah, it's resistance at the moment. I can see that I'm being resistant. Okay. Yeah. What do you think you try, you're trying to protect when it does come up? Oh, I think I know what it is. I think often if it includes other people, I never want to speak to it. I don't want them to be misperceived. I don't want them to be seen in a bad light. I so badly want to protect. Like my, you know, my like suffering or experience is one context, including them, but that's not who they are. Yeah. So I don't want people to start perceiving people in a certain way, I guess. Yeah. So you're still trying to protect others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. And I don't know who those people are. Mm. The camera doesn't know who those people are. Yeah. So if it was person X, person Y, person yeah. purple, mm. 
um, what what ex how did they, they, those people impact you? In terms of you, how do they impact me? If they were essential to those experiences yeah. of loneliness and heartbreak, yeah. what role do those people play in that? Um, I guess with heartbreak, oh, I don't want to go there. <laughs> But then I should. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your brain right now? Yeah. Really. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so... No, it's so interesting because I do deeply hold so much gratitude and love always. And I don't really perceive it for the pain that it was anymore. So it gets confusing essentially like I, I think I don't fully acknowledge how much it hurt me sometimes but I can so much see why they came mm. like I can see it from like being up in the clouds looking down mm. um, I can see how fundamental they were in you know making shedding light on parts of me that I was keeping hidden and it was the most beautiful thing and it was a catalyst for me to start showing up in a different way mm. um, and yeah, and then on the flip, essentially feeling left to feel as though I'm, I guess feeling it really insignificant in the end um, was a huge catalyst for me to realize how inconsistent and unreliable people are regardless of just how much I love them and show them that I'll consistently be there. And I noticed with that heartbreak that my pain wasn't so much towards them being like, why did you leave me? Why did you hurt me? It was, Gianna, why did you neglect yourself? Why are you scrambling back to yourself? If you were caring for yourself consistently, this wouldn't hurt so much. That was the realization that I had from heartbreak. So mm -hmm. since then, I've been trying to catapult myself towards um, like deeply loving, nurturing and caring for myself. So it's fair to say that it hurt more that you let yourself down than that someone else let you down. Absolutely, yeah. Wow. Mm. I guess that also comes from me being just so aware of the impermanence of life and how impermanent everything is and how people are so subject to change and me welcoming that. I've always learnt to welcome that. And I can't control that, whether they find greater happiness well away from me, um, and that's okay. Um, but I need to, you know, be more grounded in looking after myself, which I'm not the best at. Yeah. Have you gotten better, or where are you at with that now? I'm getting there. It's hard. <laughs> it's so easy to, like, go back into patterns of, like, um, yeah, like, I can easily revert to giving my care to other people and forgetting that there's so much that I need to do for myself. Mm. Yeah. Before you mentioned to me how people often have a perception of you as, you know, like really wise or all that learnings and like really heady, but that you actually feel quite like a ball of like softness yeah. and, you know, probably a bit of vulnerability. Yeah. Why do you think people miss that side of you or what, what gets missed in the way? 
Well, I, I really love that people admire those things in me. And I guess people just really want to revel in that, which I, I feel really grateful for. So yeah, I guess people just get stumped. <laughs> They're <laughs> like, that's really cool. <laughs> Let's go there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess like... Um, I guess we all kind of fail to realize just how multidimensional people are um, and just so much that there is like behind who they are and how exciting that is. So, I what, think, so what are your other dimensions? Uh, well, yeah, that I'm really soft. I cry at a lot of things. Um, I mostly cry at like people expressing love really sincerely. It really strikes a chord. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, I talk a lot, like people think I'm really quiet, but <laughs> at home my parents are like, oh, yep, strap yourself in. <laughs> um, yeah, like I talk a lot. Um, I, yeah, I'm pretty like silly and my, yeah, like that, like my goofiness comes out so not on cue or like in a certain way, like it, it just comes and um, I guess, like, people also perceive me as super strong. And so I guess people miss that I really need to be babied sometimes. <laughs> yeah. What, is it, what does that give you when people just, like, hold you, baby you? I feel, like, so safe. And I think, yeah, and I feel like I don't have to be anything anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I really love what you said before about, like, the ripple effect of waking up and wanting to impact, you know, like, people you know first, but then beyond that, like, people who aren't even born yet. Like, I think that, that makes a lot of sense for me now, knowing you. Um, I'd love to know what you think that, I was going to think how to word this. Like, what could your ripple effect be in the world? Or what would you like it to be? Like, Gianna's ripple. I feel so sad because I think I shy away from that so much. Um, Why do you shy away from it? I guess it's just a narrative of not being good enough. Yeah, to be able to do something that like, I let myself daydream about. Like I don't even give myself permission to daydream in that way, I guess. What, what would you like your ripple in the world to be? because I'm trying to fight my resistance to my career potential. Um, but... Why are you fighting it? Because I don't believe in myself at all, which is really bad. <laughs> um, but I think that it was nice, that question, because I think... I, I just... Mm, I think I just want to be someone who inspires people to love unconditionally 
and like through how I just carry myself for people to be, to see how easy it is and how much the choice is really there and that the choice is theirs. And what's your career potential? <laughs> I don't want to say that. I don't know what the future will be. What if it's not that? <laughs> There's no way to know, I guess. Exactly. What would you like it to be at this point in time? Because it could change. Yeah, it could and change. And you also don't know that. Yeah, and I'm apparently really good with knowing that. Um, should be. But, at, yeah, at present, I would absolutely love to become a doctor. I think... For me, it's just felt so, like, there's just this, like, feeling that I can't really even describe. But the thought to be someone who makes people feel safe in moments of suffering, makes someone feel like they're a human, that they're a person with, like, a whole life behind what they're going through, and to be that person to make decisions and make calls for what they need with seriousness, but also just make them feel so safe through that and cared for. That would be my dream. <laughs> mm -hmm. And the love that I imagine you would bring to a role like that would be like phenomenal. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a combo of like the ripple that you just spoke about and then that's like the, the vessel to make it happen mm. or a potential vessel. Mm. Mm. I don't know what to ask next. <laughs> what, would you, what would you ask someone if you were holding a, a conversation like this with them? What would you want to ask? It's so tricky because I think... Like, I think there's questions that I'm always, like, curious to ask, but sometimes they're ones that people haven't even thought of yet. Mm. Like, for example, that question is, what do you wish people would ask you? You're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. Yeah, I guess it depends on the person sitting in front of me. I'd just be probably, like, trying to find what they need yeah. and, like, trying to shed some light on that. Like, reflect it back? Is that what you mean by shed some light? As in, like, what are the parts to them that, yeah, they keep hidden or don't they believe don't deserve to be heard, I guess. <laughs> I'm not going to ask it because <laughs> I know that's what you're expecting you're clever enough to figure that out don't include any point of anything please <laughs> um, that can be one for you to walk away with yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure look at you mirroring me <laughs> <laughs> you just mirror me back <laughs> I'm just trying to recapture the whole path we just followed because yeah, it was a long one it was um, a combination of faith and spirituality mm. which I loved hearing about mm. and I would like to hear more about I loved hearing you speak about it so freely but also so clearly on how it's shaped you mm. and that it actually was like a big part and then not such a big part and then now it is a big part again yeah um, on spreading love mm. on heartbreak on loneliness we could talk for hours about any of that. Yeah. Um, but then tying that all in with 
like how you'll carry that into the world from here. Mm. What is life about? What I said before. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, I just, yeah, I still, yeah, I genuinely believe constantly learning and, yeah, having wisdom, I guess at the moment having greater wisdom as I love others. So not carelessly, you know, believing that, you know, because I do love the fact that I am a good daughter, friend, everything like that, but I can sometimes avoid loving myself deeply, first and foremost. And so there needs to be wisdom around that. And so I need to gain greater wisdom in understanding that, yeah, Love starts here first, <laughs> um, which we all know very well. So, yeah. So for me, life is about gaining greater wisdom and loving as deeply as possible. We hope you enjoyed the uncut version of Gianna. Um, make sure to check out her channel through the links below. If you haven't already, make sure to follow What's Life About on Facebook to see each video episode and check out our Instagram and YouTube through the links below. If you want to get involved, just shoot a message to harry.whatslifeabout at gmail.com and we'll catch you next week.